All right. This is a conversation I really didn't want to have. You know, it, it's unwanted. Like hey, guys, bring it in. Take a knee. Take a knee real quick. Coach TJ. Coach Coach TJ. Assistant Coach Luke in the I'm house. I'm not assistant. I'm co-coach. So Let's you've been be getting fair. some in-person backlash about our podcast name. I wouldn't right? even say backlash. I'd just say judgment. Okay, if judgment. You're, if you're listening to this right now, either you're a longtime fan of the show or someone, may, likely me, has said, hey, check out this podcast. Check out this episode in particular. Because this is going to address the very concern that you're bringing up. And the very concern you're bringing up right now is the word half-baked. Oh, half-baked, right? Uh, kind, That's of, kind of sketchy connotations with real that. Real suggestive, huh? Let's just be very upfront. We have done no narcotics at any point in our lives. And there are certainly none in the studio right now. Let's be very clear. This is a family, family-friendly Christian podcast. And the fact that you're projecting this narrative of inappropriate drug usage is fact in fact appalling and that says more about you than it says about this you know i i, I we didn't want to do this we, we didn't, didn't want, want to, do to. It. we didn't want to do this it's like it's oh, not it's, a happy intro it's, it's not a happy intro you know it's like oh it's not fully thought through and i probably probably said this to you in person it's not fully thought through we're kind of like figuring it out you can't expect the spiciest takes from us so it's half-baked okay we're not half-baked sharing our takes okay there it is Okay, we've we've gotten that out of the way. Phew, so now, out of our system. So now, now we're good. Now, now, now let's the go back to fun. Now we're good. Okay, <laughs> we had to get that was a little housekeeping thing. Okay, housekeeping. But now, if you if you for, if you were never bringing this up, we'd love you. You know, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. It's been forever since we since we dropped an episode. We're just happy for you do you to be here. It has honestly, and and you know you've been you've been away, right? Like you've been at you've been at school. You've been you've been going to you've been going to Coolidge. I've been to Calvin Coolidge and. Actually, I've been to Messiah University with, oh, okay. with a long lifetime friend of mine Oh, who actually has been a guest on this podcast before. Who, who, who was she? Oh, what was her name? Oh, it was Sarah. It was Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Oh. There she is. Wow. Hello, everybody. Man, what's the best college in the world, huh? Um, I don't know. Like Messiah is it's definitely Harvard pretty University, much up but there. But Messiah is pretty great as well, I got to say. It's great to have you here in the studio, Sarah. Oh, it's great to be here. So I, I just got to ask you, you know, uh, when you first heard the title Half-Baked Takes, uh, what were your thoughts, okay? <laughs> so to be honest, I thought it was kind of wordy and it oh. didn't have the best ring to it, but I had no narcotic connotation okay, coming so to my just head. Okay, so a bad so, name then. Yep. So, just, so now we have both a bad name and... No, I never said it was a bad name. I, you said what were my first impressions, and let's, then as soon as I heard it explained, I didn't. I didn't have it explained to me. As soon it as it was explained, I love it. Sarah, it's a pleasure to have you here in the studio. I gotta be honest. Uh, and of course, coming in from Messiah University, it's been a great time. You know, we've been really oh, yeah. getting into that college lifestyle. Yeah, baby. Actually, having again, to be no adults. narcotics. No narcotics. Yes, of course, of course. Not. It's a dry campus. Let's just be real clear. Um. So yeah, I'm just wondering, how does it feel for you to like be an adult? You know, like you're 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 going out there. It's like when you go to college, is when you feel like you're independent, really, like for that first time by yourself. How yeah, is that for you. Yeah, you know, I started college when I was 17, and I have since turned 18, and now I can legally adopt a child, get married, sue or be sued, all sorts mm. of fun stuff, and I don't feel much different. But, uh, oh, and of course, vote. That's coming into my head now. Yeah. But I will say college, I thought that I would just be totally fine and not have 
too much of a problem adjusting to the independence because I figured that my parents were kind of like with me in it because they had poured so much into me my whole life. And not that they hadn't, but some things you have to learn through like your own growth. You can't be told everything by everybody else and that's not gonna actually make you grow. What you have to do is go through it yourself. And I think the first couple of weeks I was really wishing that I, well, I like to think of it as like the analogy of a car and I'm not sitting in the back seat anymore. I'm not able to like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep and snooze. I have to stay awake, be the driver mm -hmm. and maybe choose to pull over and take a nap if I need to and evaluate that. It's like how moms can never actually get sick. It's that principle of you have to just be the adult for yourself in college. And wow. hmm. yeah, I feel has like that that's been, what I've learned. Has that been nice? Um, Somewhat, yes, definitely with the... um like organizing things to do with your friends. You don't have to be driven somewhere and you don't mm -hmm. have to check it with like your family. But I think a lot of times I wish that I was younger and I didn't have the stress and pressure that comes with all that. Yeah. But that's only in the moment. Generally, I love this stage. Yeah. It's like you've, you've looked forward a lot of your life to like being an adult and now it's actually legit. And you can't like be in this state where you're looking forward to it and don't actually have to acknowledge the responsibilities of it, but can still be excited of the thought of just independence. So exactly. Tennyson, I'm curious of your perspective on this because you're, you know, you're still actually in high school. You're not a, you're not a college right now. I yet. I'm not a no for the for the for the listener. Um, Luke and Sarah both have started their freshman year of college. Yes. I am in my junior year of high school, Oof. so I am not exactly there, but I'm getting there. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, so I recently got my driver's license, which I feel like was kind of the next like semi big like independence. For sure. Independence stage. Make it like, now moves. I can go places and yeah. I'm operating a motor vehicle without you know, yes. parental oversight. So you could also trade driving a car, but that's, you know what? Well. I try to keep it. I try to keep the language nice and flowy. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you know, that's part of being an adult. You know, you got to use unnecessarily gargantuous uh, exactly. words. I'm unnecessarily gargantuan vernacular. That's, a, a, that's, that's the word. A, that is precisely, <laughs> precisely it. Precisely the conclusion we're deriving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. How, how Continue is it with you? your dissertation. Yeah, how is it you? <laughs> Proceed with your uh, monologue. Uh, well, it's hard to coagulate all these ideas. I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, but it's. I, I feel like I'm. I, I feel like I'm progressing, and I, I. I. Some people like you know like don't want to grow up and don't want to become independent, mm. but I am looking forward to it. Like my my uh, brother Benjamin, who we've had on the show, uh, he was very not eager to drive. Didn't want to. Uh, he thought it was unnecessary, and I'm like the opposite of that. And so it's kind of interesting for my parents because I'm kind of I, I'm I'm kind of like pushing for independence more than more than um, Benjamin was. So it's kind of different. Um, yeah, but I'm I would say I'm generally like looking forward to it. Like I'm like ready I'm ready to attack attack the attack yeah. the world. No, that makes sense. And I do want to clarify that I am loving like college and the independence too. I think just I'm acknowledging the fact that it's not a walk in the park that you have to go through the hard things and then that makes it actually better to be an adult instead of just like trying to pretend that there's nothing stressful. Yeah, I think for me the biggest thing is it can feel pretty like it's it's a new it's a new type of loneliness that is like 
mm-hmm. unlocked. You know, it's like mm. when you when you become an adult and are in college, there's a new capacity for loneliness. Mm. I think that I I'm not not that I'm feeling particularly lonely, but I'm just acknowledging that there's kind of like a like my the floor has been like kind of removed or at least lowered mm. to the point where I need to keep myself going and if I fall, it's like bigger of a fall than when you're a kid. Like when you're a kid, you know, hopefully you have like support at home mm-hmm. and you know, you feel like your responsibilities aren't significant enough that really if you wanted to, you could just skip some homework and like just sit in your bed all day and you're fine. But like really, that's not really like an option. Like mm-hmm. if you don't make connections with people or if you don't do the work required that you need to do. Or get the sleep you need to. Get the sleep you need or you don't manage that in the way that you need to, you're going to fall pretty hard. And like in terms of like relationships with other people, like if you don't go to do stuff, it's very unlikely people are going to reach out to you and you don't have that guaranteed. Especially when I think about like long term my life, it's like I don't necessarily know where I'm going to be or what I'm going to do. And the idea of just kind of having to figure all that out by myself and just kind of being alone in it is kind of a not super hot idea. Like that's not like something that really excites me. Um, Which is why I think a lot of people in college get in relationships really early because I think they see that they see that potential concern and they want to like address that now Mm -hmm. so that they feel like they have someone to get through this, which honestly, I don't really blame people for. It just is kind of weird when people get in relationships when they know other people for a week. Like, I don't know how you do that. And I see that a lot at college already. Yeah, no, that does happen. I mean, I'm not an expert at analogies or anything, but like, um, I think of it like a bike. If you think of it like riding a bike and like when you're younger, it's like you have training wheels, right? Not only Mm -hmm. do you have training wheels and you also have uh a parent with you right Mm -hmm. and you know eventually as you grow up you know the training wheels come off Mm. you're able to ride the bike right uh you still have the parent there right but you know you're you're not you know you're not you're a little more independent and then like when you grow into adulthood like the parents i mean the parent not that the parent isn't there but the parent's not you know watching over you 24 7 like yeah they're on their own bike right if you you skin your knee you're getting your own band-aid they're not bandaging you Right. right right and it's it's you know it's uh, it's very important for parents to support you know their their kids as they grow into adulthood but they can't be there you know all the time you know like and that shouldn't be expected. called that helicopter parents yeah i think all three of our parents too have done a great job of like helping us with that transition and giving us enough independence like yeah nobody's perfect but yeah and my parents and i've even talked about that idea of like even seeing each other as peers more Same. like when we when we like now i'm in college and if mm-hmm. i talk about things and it's up to me if I want to have those conversations or if I want to like do something, then, then that's up to me. And, you know, if we want to go somewhere, I need a car, then it's not like a kid conversation with a parent. It's, hey, you are a person that has a car, I need a car. And it's like, you know, so it's, yeah, it's just a different type of relationship, which is cool, but it's also different. And it's a little like unnerving because you're having to really like, you're not even like acknowledging it anymore. It's just the way it is. Hmm. Yeah, but I do want to make sure I feel like this is going to depress people that are um, like perspective going into college, like people like Tennyson. It's awesome. And you are ready. Like, that's the big thing that I realized about senior years. At the beginning of senior year, I was like, there is no way that I'm ready to be an adult next year. And then you go through senior year. It's crazy. You pray and you come out after graduation graduation feels unreal 
it feels like you've been watching it your whole life and then Mm. you're up there and you're like what is happening why am i up here and then that summer happens maybe you work i worked a lot over the summer before college and then you go to college and you grow in the first two weeks everybody says that but what it basically means to me is like you realize that you are capable and you are ready and you just do it you do the relationships and you try to be responsible with your routines and stuff like that and if you've been brought up like with that type of stuff like you will you will seek that stuff out and do the hard things to grow Hmm. that's interesting i i it actually relates to something i wanted to ask both of you a question because i'm not at that college stage yet obviously so um you mentioned that like the first two weeks are like really hard right because it's like you're kind of being thrown into like hot water you know but like do you guys feel like that that those beginning weeks were like how how did the how did those compare to your expectations versus how it actually happened those first couple weeks like in college so a lot of my expectations for college were I'll say that I a lot of people would ask me that and they would say hey what were your expectations and I really said I have no expectations Hmm. like I expect on a very base level that I will have enough energy and confidence to go out meet people say hi put myself out there Mm -hmm. and figure it out Mm -hmm. like if I have classes I'll take care of the work that I have and I sort of viewed it through a very like like problem solving type of brain it's like if I have any problems I'll be able to deal with them Mm -hmm. um rather than viewing it as like an opportunity in it like in a way that I could like want to make the most out of the time that I have and that's something that my I think a lot of people that I've talked to and even myself have had like that's our realization it's like Hmm. sure we have responsibilities and sure we have like work some of us or you know internships that we got to think about or long-term career moves but really we're not going to be in this position for a while and for us to prioritize things over the things that we want to do like reading or doing extra studying instead of hanging out with your friends is like always almost never going to be a a trade that I'm going to do because like I'd rather get a worse grade on an exam and be able to enjoy the moment better you know Mm. yeah yeah I would agree with that I think the first two weeks are tiring for sure but I think it's helpful to learn how to organize yourself because even if you've done that a little bit in high school and you certainly have you really have to organize everything. When are you going to eat your meals? Who are you going to eat with? You never think about that in high school. You're like, I eat right. dinner with my family or if I'm at a friend's house yeah. and lunch, obviously, with friends. I'm wondering also how much of this difference that happens in terms of like organization and structure has to do with all of us being homeschooled. Like, mm. <laughs> As being homeschoolers, we have a very different insight on what an independence looks like, I'm sure. Um, not extremely different, but definitely a different one. And I'm wondering how this perspective would differ from someone who is not. And if they feel like they've already had to deal with that independence and that process of viewing their parents like peers before, Hmm. like in high school. Hmm. And I'm not sure what the answer to that is because obviously I don't have the perspective, but I mean, yeah, all the opportunities in terms of like, you know, the classic ones, like getting your own car or being able to go anywhere that you want and you know making those decisions for yourself that what you do with your time is still shared between anyone of any like school background mm. yeah i mean 
Hey, check out check out episode three, I think, where Yo, we where we uh, our homeschool episode. Yeah, uh, so check that out for more like info about our our homeschooling experience. But yeah, I don't know. I think that that would require, I think, some uh, some other insight from you know non homeschoolers. But that's an interesting thought that it pro- is probably you know probably very different that change from childhood to adulthood in different kind of schooling experiences. Yeah. So something that I've been thinking about is how instead of letting the stress kind of take over and then maybe you burn out or something like the girl, a girl on my floor reminded me that when she was stressed about biology and all her classes for that, she said, I just remembered that like everything I do is literally to glorify God. That's my goal. And so I don't need to be stressed about this. I just, I need to do it for his glory and not let it consume me because you have to zoom out and see the big picture, not this assignment this night. Mm. And I think I also apply that to just friendships and life at college in general. College is a tool to help us study and it's a structure with the assignments and the amazing professors. But ultimately we have to put in the learning. We're the ones choosing to go to college. It's our life. So it doesn't really matter if you get an A. The A is not what matters. The fact is that you need to learn it so that you can go live the life that God has planned for you. Hmm. Yeah, definitely evaluating what matters in life is mm-hmm. like a big part of my like thoughts. It's like what are, what what of the interactions that I have with people or what of the schoolwork that I'm doing or the projects that I'm working on or the long-term things that I even even here for. Like what, why am I even in college? is definitely taking up a lot of my thoughts because it's like like looking for motivation to do things at college kind of goes back to our original discussion it's like when you're a kid you just do things because your parents tell you to do them or because they're just what you do but now like if i wanted to drop out of college tomorrow and do something else that is very realistically an option that i could do uh if i had like a business that i started tried to start up and then i got super like like popular and then i started to do that full-time like well, that is what happens like some that's what happens that's what happens. People, people get become billionaires um so like that is definitely taking up a lot of my thoughts right now and like what, what do you have you have you been thinking about that as well um i definitely have been thinking about what you said like the goal of my life mm-hmm. like we kind of have short lives you know and <laughs> i do want to have a family but I'm also going to college to get this degree and get a job. And my degree is a seven year thing. I want to become a physical therapist and you have to get a doctorate for that. Ooh, nice. And got that dissertation yeah. already. <laughs> 80, I'm words. sure I can get, Oh my gosh, it's going to be 130,000. You know me. 130. <laughs> it's going to go over by 50 grand, <laughs> 50 grand in words. <laughs> no one's ever used the word 50 grand to determine word count, but now you've heard it here 50 first. grand words. This <laughs> is the first platform. <laughs> 50 grand. Let words. it be noted. So, yeah, definitely thinking about like the fact that I am choosing what and and in some ways it still feels like, well, I'm surrounded by like this community that has sort of the same values as I do. So am I doing it because they're doing it? And like, whether it's working out or whatever it is, definitely thinking about that growing up and choosing it for yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like you've come to a conclusion about what matters that you actually want to like do long-term in terms of like what actually matters in life? Literally thinking about like what the purpose of your life actually is. 
Are you talking about like career or just... Well, I mean, your career is what you end up doing, but the, still the question right. is why are you doing it? And doing it for money is like, that is a reason people do things. And I think a lot of people, like I'm a finance major, and I think a lot of people in the field of finance are doing it because of money. I mean, like that's one of the best avenues to make a successful career. And as I've been like doing it, like I, I didn't originally go into finance for the money. Um, I did it because I thought, you know, I'm good at it mm -hmm. and it gave me an opportunity to like organize things. But, you know, as I've been thinking about it more, it's like I would much, much, much rather be in a job that I feel like I was able to actually like contribute to something and help people in rather than make a, a crap load of money. Like certainly mm -hmm. be comfortable so everyone wants everyone wants comfort mm. right money is a factor right and but excess like money process. becomes so vain and really pointless mm -hmm. in what i want to accomplish in life anyway mm -hmm. like yeah. to work 18 hour days or like 14 hour days that people on like wall street are doing mm -hmm. and making a bank but just doing that much work it's like no that's not what i want my life to be mm -hmm. so then you know like the question at that point is like well then what do you want your life to be but what's the point yeah, and I would say the whole reason, that's a really deep question. <laughs> I haven't contemplated it enough really to give a perfect answer, but the reason that I wanted to go to college was because I know college is not for everybody, but for me, I am academically minded and I wanted to do more of that studying and try to, I think it's an amazing thought to think about expanding your brain to like how how much can you like do with your human brain and how can that bring glory to God in like using your mind to the maximum capacity? Cause I think a lot of times today people are not actually using like students are just doing the minimum and getting it done and not actually trying to use this amazing tool of our minds and bodies as well. Like trying to, be healthy and take care of our bodies and right. And our at minds. what point is that self-serving mm -hmm. and like earth world focused? And at what point is that like God serving and like heavenly focused? Like that it's really is really hard to know that constant mm -hmm. dilemma. <laughs> One of the things I was talking about with someone at my col at college was how like for me being able just to like to listen to people and talk about you know what's on their mind and like what they're thinking about or problems that they're dealing with has for the longest time felt to me like a way that I've been able to love people mm -hmm. and of course like love I mean if we think about what the Bible says like love is the biggest greatest commandment and then I think that's God's way of saying this is what should matter the most to you um, mm. uh, that, I always view that as a way of like being able to love people better but I've also acknowledged that it can also be a, a very self-centered like thing that I wanted to do as in, mm. I want to do this because it makes me feel like I am, like helping someone. It's about it's not about helping that person. It's about me feeling better about myself mm. and feeling like I'm doing something for them. Wow. Right. And at that point, it's like, well, if I have that mentality, but still helping someone, is it good, or is it still self-serving? Should I only do things that are helpful for others, but not self-serving at the same time, or is it equally okay to do something that's self-serving but also helpful for others at the same time? Mm -hmm. And then I feel yeah. guilty about it. It's like, well, I shouldn't feel guilty about actually being able to be helpful to someone. But then uh, what, what? Then why am I doing this? Is it for the other person or is it, is it for me? And then I get in this mentality of like, mm -hmm. I don't actually know why I'm doing it. 
whether it's for me or whether it's for the other person. And then it's like, then I feel stuck. I have the exact same thing. Yes. You do? Yep. I I constantly think about like, what is my motive, you know, for doing, for helping this person, for talking to them and for wanting to do well in my classes even. Do I want the professors to like me? Like, is that my motive? And right. I think mm-hmm. that's a fine, like, you know. It's, it's not like you should be like, oh, I want the professors to not think anything about me. Like, it's okay. But your main motivation should be to, I mean, bring glory to God. But I'm trying to think of how to narrow I mean, that it's down. Like, more. When, when, well, what you're saying there is you're winning the professor's approval. Mm-hmm. And certainly approval is something that I chase after mm-hmm. a lot in life because it means that I'm doing something right. Yes. If, if you get approval from someone, that means that they are like acknowledging that you are doing something the right way and that you're liked and that means that you're doing something well. Like that's not a bad thing to appreciate approval from other people. But the question is, are you doing that approval just to make yourself feel better or are you searching after that because you genuinely just want to make sure that you're doing the right thing? And like, is it, if is searching for approval is sort of like this gray area, then what does it look like to search for God's approval? Is searching for God's approval like holy? Is that like perfect or is that still looking for approval for yourself Hmm. yeah i have a comment on that but tennyson first do you want to say anything about that no it was it's it was this is interesting i feel like i've had a lot of thoughts that have came and uh gone which i should have used my a capture device to capture them Um, oh your creativity labs notebook yeah no i should have had that should have had that notes yeah awkward notes um yeah, no, but it sounds like it sounds like uh, what you guys are saying is it's it's about balance and motivation. Mm. How what you were saying, like approval from teachers seeking that approval isn't bad, but it's all about um, your motivation of that approval, and also um, the like how, like where where are your other motivations coming from? Like how are you balancing that? Because mm-hmm. um, they're you know it's not in and of itself a bad thing, but it can become a bad thing, you know. So. Yeah. No, I I have two things. Is one is Luke's Luke's point about um seeking approval from God. I think I have often I'm like the typical, you know, the firstborn rule follower and I think I've tried to like people please a lot in my life and sometimes that gets big into my relationship with God too. And I feel like in college some nights when I'm just feeling like I did not do what I wanted to do today. I'm just feeling like I totally failed that day and I can't wait to go to sleep and wake up, but it's hard to sleep because I feel so like, oh, I wish I could redo that. Been there. Whether it's social interactions or whatever. But then like God still loves me and still wants me and it's not like I wasted the day or something and like I don't get another chance I always get another chance and he always loves me and I don't have to perform and that is like something that I I know it I've I've said it for years I believe it but it's much easier to tell other people that than to tell to myself especially the night that I feel like that failure I can tell to myself when I'm feeling good yeah God loves you even when you fail but it's funny when you can be a great yeah. listener to other people, but you can't do the same thing for yourself. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, we've we've talked about a lot. We've talked about, I mean, listening. We've talked about approval. We've talked about... 
I just wow. realized that I said I had two things, and my second thing, real quick, is just that. Oh yeah. Um, I am somebody who kind of, I'm I'm whimsical, I guess. <laughs> I go with whatever strikes my fancy at the moment, whether that's doing laundry or whatever. So that's why to-do lists really help me because I don't have to think about it. I just have to do it. And that's what you can do with like your motivations too. Sometimes just do it. Don't think about the motives because if you get all wrapped up in the motives, then you can might get like upset and not like just do it. And then the real you will, will like become clear, I guess. Yeah. I think a theme of kind of what we were talking about today from in, from whether it's the new responsibilities of being an adult or the uh, things of college that we don't fully understand and the sort of contradiction between what we want to be and then what we actually are is a lot of like a theme of uncertainty. Mm. And I feel like often the the Christian conclusion of uncertainty is just trusting God. But like, what is the heck does that actually look like most of the time? Yeah. Like, what does it look like to just pray about something? Amen. What does it actually look like to <laughs> offer something up to God? It's like, right. uh, I that's like that's sort of what the conclusion is. But that is sort of the kind of process that's like a lifelong journey. But it's the the problem about calling it a lifelong journey is that when we think about things like this, we think that it's like the thing that we'll get to in a year or two and then we'll we'll be better in a right. year or two. Like in a year or two from now, man, I'll be in a so much better place with God. But it's like, no, that's literally right now. Right now is your opportunity to do that. Now is, it's the hardest time is right now, but that's like what you actually have to do. Mm-hmm. But then what does it actually mean? And it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's hard to know because it's not something that you can just do. It's something that you have to just like live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like growing up is not like, a series of checklists. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'm literally writing a paper about faith. And a big section of that is like, faith is expressed in love, love for others and love for God. And I think as you keep doing the loving things and keep doing the mm-hmm. right things and keep reading your Bible and praying and even like if you need to pray through a psalm, that's what I go to. If Those are, that's like, a banger. It's yeah. A banger if I don't Christian know what principle. to what to pray <laughs> or I haven't been able to like pray well recently, then yeah, open up whatever day of the month it is. Open up to that psalm. Man, um, you've got to start go. multiplying it by like two or three or something. Or you 10. Know? Put mm-hmm. a zero there. Yeah, like a 0. 0.5 multiplier on the Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, divided by the square root of the uh, month that we're in. Yeah, there you go. It works. There you go. Just keep doing it. And then faith and love are kind of like, oh my gosh, what is the word? Proportional, directly proportional. Directly proportional. (laughs) And there's the college education. Bingo. Coming in, coming in hot with the college stuff. Yeah. I, I think what you're saying, though, is like that trusting God looks like continuing to love him and others, even when you don't necessarily know what that means. Yes. Um, as long as like that's your goal and that's what you're trying to do, that's sort of like trusting that God's commands and that what he has told you to do is correct and you're willing to devote your lifestyle and life to living in that pattern. And that's mm-hmm. like the sort of trusting God in your life that I think that can actually look like. And then sort of by by living in that way, opportunities arise and you start to like just understand what when in the moment is right or wrong. Um, and of course, inviting the Holy Spirit into that as well. Certainly, it's it's not that easy, but definitely starting with love is starting starting with why, and that why being love is. I, I think that's got to be the right answer. Mm. You know? Yeah, 
and people ask i know we need to wrap up people ask like what is college harder than high school i mean the work i'm sure it will get harder sometimes it's not as hard as high school sometimes it's harder but a big part of it is managing like all of your thoughts and organize organizing all of that and all the things that you're going through in your emotions and your mental like thought life Mm -hmm. and i think something that's been really encouraging to me is in psalm 139 when it says you understand my thought afar off we don't have to understand our thoughts like all the time because god knows them and we don't have to be afraid to like dive into things with him because Mm -hmm. he's there you understand our thoughts from afar off. Tennyson, anything you want to close with here just to kind of wrap up where we, what we've talked about so far and what we're going to leave our, leave our listener with, you know, just to, yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I think to kind of put a bow on it, I guess, um, uh, a metaphorical bow. I mean, this, I think growing up, you know, it's a process. We've talked about the uncertainty and the, um, you know, the freedom that comes with that and also the challenges and, uh, how it's difficult to navigate. You have to navigate, you know, like every every part of your life, which um, becomes a challenge. But you're not alone in that. Like I think it's you know support systems and uh, a good faith structure. Like those are very you know vital things for a healthy transition into into adulthood. So, yeah, and adults are just big kids. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> based. I've <laughs> heard it said like the only difference between like children and adults is like experience. Mm. which I don't know if I fully agree with that, but we have the experience. The concept, to know, the concept is there. And we have the experience to know that all that matters in life is loving people. So go love and hug your mom, call your mom and give her, give her a nice, give your parents a nice note, a nice note, a nice note. I'll note that. Luke, I liked that. Your mom reference. Your mom. Your mom. Are you making your mom your jokes mom? on our oh podcast? Your mama jokes on the, on the on the half baked. I think I think really the the takeaway here is that your mom jokes are appropriate if they're loving. Yes. Perfect. Bottom line. Bottom Quite line. Half baked. That sounds good. Sounds like a solid bottom line. All right. Now. Thanks for listening. See you later. Peace. All right. Thanks for listening. See you later. Peace. Love. And joy. And <laughs> happiness. And other fruits of the spirit. Thanks happiness for listening. Happiness is in fruits of the spirit. And gentleness. It's all control.